Hello everyone, my name is Richard, and thank you for tuning in to another one of our weekly podcasts. Due to recent events surrounding the COVID-19 virus, we at Journey Community Church in Fontana have temporarily closed our doors for the safety of our congregation. Though our doors are closed, we will continue to upload to this weekly podcast every Sunday at 10 a.m. so that we can continue our study through the Book of James. This will continue until we've been given the okay to reopen our doors once again. Due to our limited upload time, praise and worship songs will not be included in these podcasts. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause you. Lastly, we encourage you to stay indoors as much as possible, wash your hands frequently, only go out for essentials and medical needs, and practice social distancing when in public areas. Again, we thank you for tuning in. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Dennis. Amen, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. Can we thank Joseph and the worship team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, one of the greetings that I hear often at, at churches, I travel a lot of churches, is peace be with you. And the response is, and also with you. And since we're in a tumultuous time, I want to speak that to you. Peace be with you. Amen. Amen. I think that's, that's something that we could begin to, to speak to people. We are in an unusual time right now, never been seen before. Uh, what we're seeing is unprecedented. And, uh, I believe that we as followers of Christ don't have to walk, um, frightened, but we can walk peacefully. And as we walk in this peace, in the midst of people doing panic everything, panic shopping and panic, all these things, we can walk peacefully. And people will say, well, you don't seem very scared. No. I'm not scared. Why aren't you scared? Because the peace of God is in my soul. The, the Holy Spirit of God abides in me. And we don't have to run around. I mean, it's good to be prepared. If you need provisions, get provisions. Uh, uh, sanitize your hands. You know, Do the, these things that are intelligent. But we don't have to walk around worried and panicked and so on. So uh, our, our brothers and sisters throughout the world, many of them can't gather like we are today. Many of them are online or off completely. Uh, and so uh, pray for the church. And I, I want to give this challenge on the front end before we go into any part of a message or anything, and is this. My prayer for me, for Karen, for us, for you, for us as a church, for the, the churches here in Fontana and Rancho Cucamonga and the Inland Empire in Southern California and beyond, I'm praying that we will redeem the time. See, I'm not supposed to be here. You know where I'm supposed to be right now? The Dominican Republic. I'm supposed to be there right now. But three days ago, my trip got canceled. And two days ago, my trip to Nigeria got canceled. And my other trip to Nigeria got canceled. And my trip to Texas got canceled yesterday. You understand? My, my, my world is changing. And I can go, oh, no. Oh, you know, chicken little, what's chicken little, right? With head, sky's falling. Or I can say, Jesus, I'm so excited. I wanted to do all of those things. I'm going to go do all those things at some point in time. But now that it's different, now that it's different, Lord, help me use this time wisely. So just for example, I get to be here this morning when I'm not supposed to be here this morning. This is me doing something redemptive right now when I should be at a prison in, in uh, the Dominican Republic. Okay. So let's see how we can all, each one of us and all of us, redeem the time that God is giving us that's different. We're not out at the restaurant or we're not at office because we're doing the telecommute or whatever it might be. How our world is changing. How can we redeem this time? 
It's important that we realize in this room here, we are some of the more vulnerable. <laughs> you see the frosting on my lid, okay? So some, some of us are more vulnerable. I, I don't want to admit it, but when I look in the mirror and the government both say, yeah, you are. So we want to we be careful with one another, especially those of us that uh, have more than one vulnerability. Oh, I, I didn't want to say that, but brother, you're so right. <laughs> We're in the middle, yeah, we're, we're mature. Yes, yeah, so that's it. That's the word we like. We're in the middle of our series on the book of James. And so James is probably the most practical book there is in the Bible, my favorite, um, because it's so practical, so applicable. Last, last week, Brian brought it home to us about faith and works and the whole idea that faith works. When we are of faith in Christ, we will do the works of God. That's what we will do. And so if we don't see the evidences of works working out in our lives on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a, then we have good cause to be cautious about do we have real faith at all? Because real faith works. And so we want to be people that are doing works that God wants to do and encouraging others to also use their gifts and talents and abilities. And so, so thanks, Brian, for a, a great message. Uh, this morning we're going to be talking about faith as it is expressed with our tongue, with our mouth. Because the faith that works is going to come out of our mouth. Something is always coming out of our mouth. Now, some of us are a little more quiet like Karen. Some of us are a lot more verbose like me. But no matter who we are, words are coming out. Whether they're coming out of our lips or off of our fingertips or off of our attitudes in our eyes, the, the, the words are coming out. And people are hearing those words in some way or another. So we're going to talk about faith and how it's expressed in our speech. Our heart is revealed by what we say. And so I want you to watch this carefully. What I say in all the arenas, including those under my breath, like, good morning, brother. It's good to meet you, you stupid jerk. You, you know what I'm saying? You understand how that can go? You know, or, I mean, we, we can have a false projection of niceties and at the same time, the heart is going to say those words somehow, either just in the mind or in the whisper, the grumble. Good to see you, idiot. You know, I mean, you know how that works in our, in our souls. So we're going to start today in just, in, we're going to read James chapter one, uh, one, excuse me, James chapter three, verses one through 12, where he's talking about our tongue. And understand something. It's, he's focusing on the tongue, that little, little thing that we got, but he's really talking about what comes out of our heart. That's the message of this. So let, follow along with me as we read James chapter three, Begin with verse 1. <clears throat> Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses, to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take, take ships as an example. Although they are so very large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire. Boy, he comes in here and gets dirty right now. He says, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. 
That's not a good commentary. Okay, let's keep going. Then he, then he switches gears a little bit. He says, all in verse 7, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Answer? No, can't do that. No, can't do it. Yes, I lost my place. Uh, 12, thank you. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives? Answer? Or a grapevine bear figs? Answer? Neither can salt and spring, salt spring produce fresh water. So I'm going to kind of just walk through these passages and then we're going to tell some stories and, and give some illustrations, I think, to help us understand how we're to live with regard to this tongue. So without closing your eyes or bowing your heads, Lord Jesus, by your spirit, speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. So the first thing that he talks about here is, is the teacher. And right now I'm standing in a position, so to speak, as a teacher. And we're talking about teaching other people how to live. We're talking about the word of God. And so it's very important, the instruction is here, let not many of you become teachers because there is a stricter judgment Imagine me as a leader and, 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 and Chris and Brian and other people that will bring the word of God as, as a leader in a position, we bring the, the word of God falsely or in error, or we either misinterpret or mispresent, misrepresent God. What are we doing? We're damaging all of those that are listening and receiving incorrect information. So he says here to those of us in position of presenting the word of God, there's a stricter judgment. I hold that very serious. I never want to say anything that is inaccurate, but that doesn't mean that everything I say is accurate. Okay? So me as a speaker, I need to judge this carefully, but you as a listener need to be judging also every time, no matter whether it's here at Journey or someplace else, and a person is presenting for the Word of God, from from God and the Word of God, we need to evaluate and say, is, is this truly what the Word of God says? And measure it up against other scripture so that we have the truth and we can respond to the truth of God. It says, anyone who has, is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Look at this word perfect. It's, it's the idea of accomplishing our goal. It's completing the goal. So what is our goal? Well, our goal as a believer is to honor God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbors as self, and present the gospel everywhere we go. That's our goal in life, to live a life that honors God. And so our mouth is the thing people are going to encounter the most. And so what we say with our mouth needs to be honoring to God and truthful about God. So when he talks about being perfect, he's using the tongue as the illustration. It's going to express my heart. And if someone always speaks righteously, rightly, he, she is perfect. Now let's do a show of hands. How many of you can honestly say, I have always used my mouth perfectly? The things I've said have been right. Yeah, come on, put your hands up with, I'm not putting mine up either. No. Okay, so we're, we're going to be honest here. This is not saying we're perfect. We're not going to claim we're perfect. We have some work to be done. Okay, so verses 3 through 5 talks about comparison of size. And he uses three illustrations. The bits 
in a horse's mouth, the rudder of a ship, and and a spark compared to a forest. He's showing something small. So we take a bit, a, a, a bridle, a bit put in a horse's mouth. Maybe it's ounces. And a horse is hundreds of pounds. And those little ounces, that steel bit in its mouth, directs the direction of that horse. And it goes to the right or left or stops or we have control. Same thing it talks about a ship, massive ships. I've been on a, a cruise ship that was 17 stories high. The, the amount of weight that is there is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And all the people, all the, everything's in there. And then this rudder, comparative is, comparatively in size, is extremely small. And it directs. And then he talks about a spark. And we live in fire country. Southern California is fire country. Apparently Australia is fire country as well this year, right? Okay. And, and there's other places on the globe that are fire country. And it only takes one sparkler, one firecracker, one cigarette butt, what, whatever it is, that starts a major fire. There's been major fires started at a little campsite in Yosemite, and, and they've lost hundreds of thousands of acres. So we could see these little tiny things have big power. And what's he saying? All these little things have big power. Now this thing. And remember, it's not just the tongue-tongue. It's the heart behind the tongue that has incredible power. And he's talking about here the, with fire that is destructive power. Now we, we know fire can be a good power. We can cook with it, heat with it. But he's talking about destructive power here. So these very small things are very powerful. So look at verse 5. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what great force is set on fire by a small spark. And then look at verse 6. Consider what a great force... Oh, excuse me. Verse 6 says, The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It, is, it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. He is showing us that the potential destructive power is like napalm or like nuclear power. Let me ask you this. How many of you honestly can raise your hand and say, I have had parts of my soul destroyed by the words of someone else. Can you raise your hand if that's true? Wait, look, wait, look. I'm seeing virtually all of us. Someone somewhere, when you were a child, when you were a teen, when you were an adolescent, when you were a young adult, when you're an older adult, when you're an ancient adult like myself. I mean, I'm, I remember Moses, we used to hang together. <laughs> we have received damage Soul damaging things have happened because someone used their power of their tongue in a destructive way. Sometimes they didn't do it on purpose. And then he talks about the animals that we've tamed in verses six, seven, eight. We've tamed animals of all kinds, reptiles. Uh, you've, how many of you have been to the zoo and seen some trained monkey or some other trained thing perform, an elephant perform, been to a, a circus, seen animals perform, been to uh, SeaWorld or what used to be Marine Land years ago, and dolphins and seals and porpoises and, and sea lions, all these things, they, they perform. And he's saying, we've We've trained all these things except one. This one. And this one is triggered by this and by this. So this is where the training needs to be so that this, the power of speech, is positively transforming in other people's lives as opposed to damning and hurtful in other people's lives. It talks about a curse 
With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in the image of God. Boy, is that hard for me to get when I'm not happy with somebody. When I'm not happy with somebody, they're just a jerk, right? The guy that cuts us off, the person that flips us off, the person that takes and breaks, breaks in our homes and takes things, those people, they're just jerks. They're just idiots. They're just, and off and on and on and all those words go. I'm not seeing him, her, them as people that God has created, that the people that God has died for. That's not what I'm seeing. And so that's where the check in our hearts has to be. What, am, what do I see? What does he see? I need to see what he sees in the people. That's where we get racism, right? Because someone of some kind hurt me or my kind, therefore I'm not going to like that kind, right? Green, orange, purple, yellow, fuchsia, whatever color and kind they are. I don't like that kind because somebody of that kind hurt somebody of my kind. No, no, this is a human being. We need to see them for who they really are. When we speak of curses, people curse at each other. I mean, we've all had people say vulgar words to us and vulgar gestures to us. We've also seen people say things like, go to hell. That's a curse. They're speaking about your eternity. They're saying, you go to hell. No, I'm going to heaven. I'd like you to go too. Okay? People say, damn you. That's, that's a curse. We don't want to be a part of cursing people. We don't want to, we don't speak those words. We don't want to be that kind of person that's pronouncing curses on other people. We want to break those curses, set people free. Verses 10 and 11, it says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Fresh water and salt water? They can't flow from the same spring. It's one or the other. But you know what's interesting? With the mouth as a spring of power, it can be. We've just gathered here. We've just sang praises to the God of all creation. And I can walk outside and say those words to someone else or about someone else or about a circumstance. I can, and so out of this, this source can come both praise, praises and curses. And I'm sure all of us at times have stepped over that line and done those very things. And here the exhortation is that we're not to be about that. I'll never forget, Karen and I, were, early in our ministry, we were at a family camp, and uh, we were actually working with the teens off in one location while uh, the guest speaker was speaking to the adults. And after their meeting, um, pastor let me know what had happened. And what had happened was um, the man speaking uh, teaching the Bible, like I'm teaching the Bible, he, he was teaching the Bible, but he wasn't careful with his mouth. And I'm going to sanitize it just a little bit. You'll know what I'm saying, but I'm going to sanitize it just a little bit so I'm not as vulgar. Okay? We good with that? Okay, good. So, so he was expressing the damage someone had done in his life. And he said, and, and he just, he let himself be raw and real. And I'm, I, I don't hold him judge and jury. I'm not doing that to him. But I want you to understand what happened. So he said, and I hated that SOB. Okay? Now, that's not real good words for uh, church. And so there were people that were highly offended because fresh water had been pouring out of this man's mouth and salty water just came spewing out. Do you understand what happened? Okay? So the fresh water, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, that SOB came out. And these people, some of them, some of them were so offended, they said, he needs to go home now. 
He was a guest speaker for the weekend. And, he, and he's going, no, 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 no. And so he understood he had offended. And he immediately, the next session, said, I'm so sorry. I was not trying to be offensive. You know, that, that was a poor choice on my part. I mean, he didn't excuse it. He owned it. Okay. But the point I want you to see is fresh water and salt water out of the same mouth. That's what I want you to see. Fresh water is to be coming out of our mouth. We are people who have the source of life in us. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God abides in us. And our words can breathe, breathe life into other people. My brothers and sisters, this not ought to be. He talks about fig trees. Fig trees produce figs, not olives. Olive branches produce olives, not figs. Dogs, in case you didn't know this, produce dogs, not cats. Did you know that? They don't even do fish. They don't do birds either. They just do dogs. Of their own breed, in fact. Okay, I know. This, this is revelation that none of us ever... Aren't you glad I came today because Pastor Chris might not have known these things. I'm teasing. I love that man more than you can imagine. So we're not to be speaking evil and we're not to be wishing evil. We're called as followers of Christ to participate with God in the reconciliation of people that are far from God. I hope this comes through clearly. All of us in here have life issues. We have struggled with some line item. Some of us have addictions. Some of us have pasts. Some have had shatteredness and brokenness. We got all that kind of stuff going on, right? And it's right here in this room. And it's in our lives. And it's in our family. And we not only do we have our own set, and our beloved have our own set, but our extended family has it set as well. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of junk in our lives. But I could be in an environment, like this environment, and pick a line item. Pick a line item and speak about it in such a way that, because, that, that I'm not careful when I speak that I'm offending you because, of your, because it's your line item or because it's your beloved's line item. Does that make sense? Okay, we have a thousand things like that. But if I speak poorly about a kind of person, whether it's old and young, big and small, uh, fast and slow, smart and not, whatever it might be, or some issue in our political arena, or some issue in our societal issues, or do you understand what I'm saying? And I pick one of those, and I speak about that. You may not necessarily let me know, hey, you're talking about me. You're talking about my beloved. And instead, I've damaged our relationship. I've damaged trust between us because I wasn't careful with what I say. As someone who speaks and has been speaking publicly for decades, I have a filter that's running continuously about the fact of the people I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to old and young, men and women, black and white and brown and yellow, red and green and orange. I'm talking, I'm speaking to people from different political backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds and different places of, of, of culture. And I'm speaking to all of them simultaneously. And if I drop some unthought-out bomb, and I'm not talking about the F-bomb, I'm just a bomb in their world, all the good I might have presented is destroyed in that moment. And then you can say, I will never listen to that man again. He is whatever, I, whatever title they want to give me. Same with us when we're not public, even in just our own home, on our own phone, on our own computer, and whatever, wherever we are interacting with people. We can destroy 
everything we would want to present about Christ in an unthought-out moment. So be careful is what our instruction is. Negative words destroy. I'm going to give you some illustrations. One of the first ones that comes to my mind, in my own memory, uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, I was doing junior high ministry, and I was on the phone with a junior high girl in our youth group, talking to her, and she, I, she must have called my house. I was living with my folks, must have called my house, crying, because she was crying. At the, all the storyline I remember, she's crying while we're talking, and she's telling me, my dad hates me. I said, oh, Donna, your dad doesn't hate you. No, my dad hates me, and she's crying. I said, Donna... All dads love their children. All fathers love their daughters. No, my dad hates me. I'm saying, no, no, you're, I'm trying to consult her and encourage her. And dad walks in. Who the hell are you talking to, you little whore? And he, and that's not where it stopped. That's where it started. And I, I, I've never heard these words to a child from a parent. I am stunned. I'm overwhelmed. And she's, and he's telling her to hang up and, and she hangs up the phone. And I go in and talk to my mom. I said, Mom, I was just on the phone with Donna and this is just what happened. And we, we both had tears in our eyes. We just bowed our heads and prayed for Donna and her dad. But those words destroyed her. We have that kind of power and we have the same kind of power of life. We can speak words of life into people. Last night, Karen and I were engaged in a conversation, actually a texting conversation with a young woman, and she didn't want to live anymore. And so she engaged for a little bit, and then she didn't. Then she engaged again, and I'm trying to put life back into her because she wants to stop. We have the power of life and death in our words. When it talks about the tongue, it, it, it gives this, these qualities of an evil tongue. It's restless evil. It can't stop consuming like a, a, a forest fire. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going. It talks about it being a deadly poison. I picture a, an arrow dipped in poison and launched. And even if the arrow doesn't kill the person, the poison in the arrow kills him. That's a, the power of this thing. You know, I've been a Christian leader since 1972. Some of you, that's before you can even realize that life was happening. Um, but I've been hurt in the church by almost every kind of person there could be, Sunday school teachers and church staff and pastoral staff and, and uh, board members and, and deacons. And, and I've had all manner of things spoken to me. I want to read you a few quotes that came in the church. So we in the church have got to be careful how we speak about, to people in our church and how we speak to people that are in other churches. Understand? Okay, so here, here's, these are actual quotes of people that said right to my face, I hate you. I'll see to it that you are never in ministry again. You are impossible to work with. I don't think I trust you. You should resign. You are obviously, you, you obviously don't know how to teach. And your lessons are always boring. <laughs> don't say amen, this is not that point right now. Just go, that's where, <laughs> Some of those wounds didn't last too long, but some of those wounds went so deep that I began, began to be bitter in my soul, hateful towards those people. When people spoke, not just those things, but others. I, there's vulgar ones I didn't put down here for all of our sake. Um, but when things are said to us, they can wound us. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we do with those wounded things. So I want you to follow along with me as I read a different Proverbs right now. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. Say that with me. The tongue has the power of life and death. 
Proverbs 11, 9 says, With his mouth the godless destroys his neighbor. Proverbs 12, 7 says, Reckless words pierce like a sword. Proverbs 26, 8 says, A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Proverbs 6, 16 and 19, I'm not going to read that part, but there's seven sins that God hates. Three of them are the mouth, are the tongue. Lying tongue, a false witness that pours out lies, and one who stirs up dissension. 1 Peter 2, 1, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. That's the mouth of every kind. 1 Peter 3.10, For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Man, we got this, this tongue thing. Psalm 19.14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to in thy sight, O Lord my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my mouth be acceptable to you. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, I, 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 let me ask, are we going to do one at a time or are we going to do them all in one bunch? I don't know who's running the thing. Well, okay, so save it till I say it. Okay, just once. I wasn't even sure who was running. I looked at three of you. Somebody here is the magic one. <laughs> These three ladies are always doing some in the background. It's like, okay, one of you wonderful women. Okay, so I'm, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read some names that, that are familiar to us. We know these names. I mean, you'll know mostly all of them are all of them. They're familiar current names that we hear. Okay, I'm going to read them, and I'm going to ask you to remain completely silent. While I read these names, don't make a noise, don't breathe, don't huff, don't puff, don't do anything. Just try to be calm and still, okay? It might be. Some of you might have to chew off a knuckle, and that's okay. Okay. But I want you to read, I want, and then here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself this question. How do those words, the words that, no, let, me say, let me say it again. Think of the words that you have said or thought or typed, or in some way communicated about one or more of the people up there. Okay? And then this is the question. How do those words reflect God's instruction to us today about James, in James? Okay? So as I'm going I'm to say the names, and you, after a little bit you're going to realize what, I'm, what I've done. Um, but I want you to just think, how is your soul... How is your mouth? How is your keyboard? How is your conversation? How, how is it spoken and how does that relate to what we talked about? We, we go with that? Okay, here's the list. George W. Bush, Ben Carson, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Ted Cruz, Tulsi Gabbard, Rudy Giuliani, Nikki Haley, Mike Huckabee, Amy Klobuchar, Jim Jordan, Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren. Now, in case you don't know what I just did, I picked people from two sides of an aisle, and I put them alphabetical. And they're equal in how many is on both sides. That's what I just did. Now, I would imagine that we've had thoughts about those people in our lives. Question is, what have we done with those thoughts? Do we see a person created in the image of God who 
is worthy of value, encouragement, prayer, or have we seen something different? The evil, whatever, of that person. Scripture is telling us to speak well of people. Ideologies are different. Ideologies, we can speak a lot about ideologies, and we need to. But people is very important. As Christ followers, how then shall we live as a result of this con- the concepts that James is presenting to us? How will we speak to other people? How will we speak about other people? How will we treat all with dignity? How will we do that? How will I treat every person, people I agree with and people I disagree with, people I like and people I don't like? How will I do that? How will we tame our tongues? So I've got four questions that are questions of application. Okay, four questions. And uh, then there's some questions in those. So the first question is, what can I do when I encounter negative comments? Okay, so I'm in the workplace. I'm in a family environment. I'm in, I'm in, a, in my neighborhood environment. I'm in a church environment. I'm in some environment. And someone, since Brian is my friend, he's going to let me be, he's going to be my illustration. Brian, no, I come to Brian and I say things about another person. You. I, I'm talking about you and you ain't here. Okay, and I'm giving him a boatload, an earload about you. So I'm the wrong guy. He's okay. You understand what I'm doing? Gossip, slander, backbite. I'm doing this stuff. That's what I'm doing. Okay, we, we tracking with me? So what can Brian do? Well, I'm going to give you a couple things that he can do. Number one, Brian, I'd ask, why are you telling me this? Because I'm talking about you, and he could ask me, why? Why are you telling me this? In fact, you might even say, does this look like a sewer? <laughs> does this thing look like a sewer? I don't need your spewage in my, in my mind and so on. So why are you telling me this? Second thing you, get, you could ask is, um, you're talking, or you say, you're talking to the wrong person. If I'm, if I'm talking about you, Brian can send me to you. See, I'm talking about you. Why am I doing this? Brian, send me to them. Right, could also slow me down and say, can I quote you on that? Uh, no, I'd, I'd prefer you didn't do that, Brian. Please, Brian, don't, don't throw me into the bus. <laughs> okay. Brian could also ask me, hey, will, will you go and discuss this with that person? He could even volunteer, I'll go with you while you go and discuss with that person. You understand? I'll hold you accountable, Dennis, that you go and talk to you. Do you see what's happening? Brian is actually being a godly man to hold me accountable for the spewage that's coming out of my mouth. Thank you, Brian. Okay? Okay, I'm going to tell you a story that when, when, I, when Ken told me this story, it was like, oh, wow, dude. So a friend I, I worked with, uh, I was a high school pastor. He was the junior high pastor. He told me that one day a man walked into his office and began to barf about the pastor. You know, the pastor, the pastor, the pastor, 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 pastor. You know, you know how that goes, right? Pastor, 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 pastor. We know how that goes. Anyway, so he's barfing up about the pastor, and, and Ken just said, hang on a second, punched the button, dialed, hey, pastor, uh, Dennis is here in the office right now, and uh, he and I like to come in and talk to you. He's got some things he needs to say to you. I'm going like, dude, that was brilliant. <laughs> shouldn't, he, shouldn't that have been what was going on anyway? You know, hey, hey, so Brian grabs a hand. You need to talk to Karen. Get over here and talk to Karen. Say to her what you just said to me. You understand? Let, let, let's get this thing out on, in the open and, and deal with it. What can I do about what I've said? 
Remember, I was, the one, I was the one talking to Brian about somebody else. What can, I, what can I do about that? I need to confess to Brian that I had no business saying those things to him. Repent of that. They need to go, since, since it was you, I need to go to you and ask you for forgiveness for talking behind your back the trash that was in my heart. You understand that? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to him because I barfed into his ears, into his head, into his heart, and now I've got to go to you and reconcile. Also, I'm sorry, I went to Brian and barfed all over him. He, Brian, he, he didn't even know what to do with me, but I'm sorry, please forgive me for my vomiting of unkind things, and, and then let's reconcile. What can I do about what has been said to me or about me? Remember I read some of those things that people said to me, and, and they've said more about me. What, what do I do about that? Well, first thing we can do is forgive them. Second thing we can do is take, is take the word of God and help the Holy, let the Holy Spirit help us resolve the wounds that are in us and say, okay, that's not true. Now, now, now let's, say, let's say that I'm not very diligent at work, okay? And Brian says to me, you know, sometimes, Dennis, you're just a lazy, you're just a lazy guy. And he's right. I'm not always lazy, but I am lazy some of the time. So although that offended me, it hurt my feelings, it made me mad at Brian, he spoke the truth. So now I need to resolve, I'm not always lazy, but I am lazy some of the time. I need to step up my game. I need to make a self change for me. We make a sense here? Okay. The other thing we want to do is we want to forgive people that have spoken against us. My mom used to say this all the time to me because pe- you know, people say things to us. She said, Dennis, those are words to the wind. Man, that was such wise counsel. Somebody said something that wounded my, my spirit, and she said, Dennis, they're just words of the wind. Let them blow away. Don't let it sink in. Now, some of those things were harpoons in my heart, and, they, they stuck, and we had to pull those suckers out and patch up the hole and put on the salve and all those other things. But Dennis, let them be words of the wind. Don't let it go so deep into your soul. That, that person's got their own issues. They're frustrated. They're angry. They're, they're, they got stuff. Give them some grace, but don't receive their barf. You understand? Okay. We're going to do about something I, I want to say that I shouldn't say. I have, I have a, this is real practical. Bite your tongue. Seriously. I mean physically. Bite your tongue. I'm, I'm ready to unload there. Just bite that sucker. Just a little bit of pain will detract us from what we wanted to barf up on that person. Just bite down on it. And I need to walk away. I need a timeout. I need to get myself together. I just do what you need to do. But a timeout and biting the tongue can be very, very helpful. I was at a, a, a conference, and it was a conference on addiction, and I was in a particular uh, session, and there was a man that was talking about his particular addiction and what he was struggling with and so on. And, and so I, I thought, he's given all his wisdom. I said, I raised my hand, I said, can I ask a question? Yeah. I said, when are you vulnerable? When are you most vulnerable? He, was, he smiled, he was, thanks for asking. Walked up on the whiteboard, and he wrote, H-A-L-T, HALT. And then he said, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Say that with me. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Those four times are when I'm most vulnerable, vulnerable he said. And I started thinking, yeah, me, me too. Well, I'm hungry, yeah, angry, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonely, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all. So what he had a strategy. He had people that knew his struggle. 
and he was in communication with them. And when he was feeling one of those, he'd send a text or, or some message, hey, you know, you know I'm, I'm not quite on my game, feeling a little lonely right now, I just want to let you know, pray for me, and, and that communication, okay? Whichever one it was. If there was two of them, he'd say, hey, we have to talk on the phone, I'm calling you right now, Call, dial a friend, call a friend, right? That's whatever game that was, call a friend, okay? Call a friend. Have real dialogue, or texting back and forth, back and forth. But somehow they're need. But if he hit three of them, he says, "I'm eating you in the restaurant. I'm coming to your house. Make some cookies. I'm on my way. Are you come over here now? I'm about to have a meltdown here. You understand? Well, as I was thinking about this, and I've I've used that halt a lot in my own life over the years. This week, thinking about this message, I thought there's another A. Halta. Halta. Afraid. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or afraid. Now, that's anxiety, that's fear of. Right now, it's boatloaded in our country, in our world. Everybody's afraid of the, the virus right now. All that's going on. We're more vulnerable. We as an individual, we as a couple, we as a family, we as a church, we as a community, we as a nation, we as a world, we are more vulnerable right now because lots and lots of people are afraid. So let's be careful how we speak. Some people go, man, aren't you afraid? No, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm good. You know, and I, you know, let me pray for you and the struggle that's going on right now. I'm calm, and I can help calm you. We've got to be careful not to weaponize our tongue. I want that at land. I have spoken death to people. People have spoken death to me. We can speak death to other people. We don't want to do that. And when we need to bite our tongue, when we need to recognize I'm more vulnerable, which means I'm more likely to type something, say something, text something, whatever it is, shoot off my mouth, we need to reel that thing in. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 4 says, Oh Lord, I call to you, come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. My prayers be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like an evening sacrifice. Set, and listen, here's his request. Set a guard over my mouth. This is a request to God. Oh Lord, keep watch over the door of my mouth. Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. He's realized I'm about to blow smoke right here. This is not going to be any good. Do not let my heart be drawn to to what is evil so that I take part in the wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. We want God to hear our prayers, but I don't really want him to hear my complaining, my cursing, my lying, my evil speaking, the spewage. I don't want him to hear that. So we want to bless other people. So I'm going to read you some more scripture that's just so encouraging me. Proverbs 10, 11 says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Isn't that beautiful? Fountain of life. The tongue, verse 20 up anger. Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building up of others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Psalm 15.13, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and who does, not, uh, who does what is right, who speaks the truth from his heart and who has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man. My brothers and sisters, as brothers and sisters, as children of God, as people of faith, we have to guard our mouths at all times. And you notice I, 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 I've said our speech, 
our our gestures, I mean, flipping somebody the bird, although there's no words, it still gets across the message. Sneering at somebody, giving them the, the look, whatever it is, we're communicating things. Text we're communicating, keyboard we're communicating. We need to speak life. And, and as I started at the beginning with this, this is a season like no other season. However long this thing goes, our world changed this week a lot like it changed in 9-11. A lot the same. There is a drastic shift in how we're living now, and we don't know how that will play out. All over the world, believers are being persecuted. All over the world. They're isolated. They can't even gather in groups this big. Only a group, you know, a third the size or a quarter the size is all they can gather in because of safety and the danger that they're facing. It could be that way for us in some time, that it could be dangerous to be calling ourselves Christ followers. And I pray that you and I will never back down from that name. No matter whether it costs us our life, it costs us our home, it costs us all of our possessions, that we will never say, he's not my Lord. We will always say, Jesus, he is my Lord, all the days of our lives. Would you stand with me? I want to just pray for all of us. I want to pray about our mouths and our keyboards and our texting and all manner of communication, our gestures. Father, your, your word is so clear about how we communicate. And Lord, you've given us truly a, the power of life and death in so many ways. And Lord, as we look at one another, our spouses, our beloved, our family, as we look at coworkers and neighbors, as we look at the person in the marketplace, God, give us eyes to see them as you see them, one you delight in, one who you understand our issues and their issues, and you love us both equally. Lord, as we look at people that are uh, harder to understand for us, may we still see them with the love eyes that you have. And God, in every way we communicate, with our facial expressions and our attitude, with our hand gestures and our, and our choice of words, with the things that we write, text, or however else we communicate, God, may they be filled with grace so that we are constantly drawing people closer and closer to you. May we not participate in driving someone further from you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. That is the end of this week's podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this teaching, share it with others and tune in next week to hear more as we continue through the book of James. If you are interested and would like to find out more information on our location, time of worship service, or even what ministries we offer, we encourage you to visit our Facebook page at Journey Community Church Fontana, where you can find more information. Again, on behalf of Journey Community Church, we thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed week, and we will see you here next time.